0: Squatties.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're airing one of our most popular episodes from the past three years.
2: We have hundreds of episodes now, and lately we've been replaying the most well-received and
0: listened to episodes, and you all have been loving it. We're going to keep giving you what you want and give new squaddies the chance to hear past episodes without having to go digging through the archives.
1: New episodes are still launching every other week while classics like this are airing in between. Enjoy Enjoy the show show
0: and happy Happy Travel Travel Tuesday. Tuesday.
1: And don't forget your travel insurance.
0: And prepare for takeoff.
1: Hello, fellow travelers.
2: Hey, squaddies
1: welcome to this week's episode of the travel squad podcast today we are taking you to the great state of tennessee and i guess we should give a little credit to north carolina also because we are going to the great smoky mountains national park which straddles both states but most of it being in tennessee
0: i absolutely love the great smoky mountains national park i went here last year for my birthday which is in november and it was the most amazing time to visit this area. There were fall colors everywhere. It had that nice chill that you wanna be by a fire or in a hot tub. The food was amazing. The people are really nice. There are views for days. Like I am dying to go back. I absolutely love this place.
2: You know, I have the same sentiment. I loved this national park so much. I can't stop thinking about
0: when I'll be back to visit it next. I have been thinking about it ever since too.
1: Well, I'll tell you what then, we're gonna have to take a squad <laughs> trip because if you didn't catch it you know kim went on a birthday trip she didn't invite us hello so we had to go (laughs) ourselves at this time so kim's experienced it in fall for her birthday Brittany and I were in May, so let's make a squad trip of it, no doubt. But would you see it again in fall, or would you want to see it when it's lush and green? Because I want to see it in fall, and I've seen it in green.
0: Well, I haven't heard about your trip yet, so this is going to be my first time hearing about it. So I want to see what you guys think about it, but I would go back fall every year.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely wanting to go in the fall. We saw it when it was nice, lush, green. I'm ready to see it for some fall foliage. I think that would be very, very beautiful. I once met a photographer who said he sets his fall standards to the Great Smoky Mountains. That's what he envisions when he sees fall colors and landscapes. And so that's what I really want to do. And I think we have agreed that October would probably be the perfect time to visit. Absolutely. Let's
1: make it happen. I'm ready to go back to the Smokies. We loved it a lot. And like I said, the Great Smoky Mountains is located in eastern Tennessee. And again, some of the Smoky Mountains is in North Carolina, but the majority of the park is going to be in Tennessee.
2: So the Great Smoky Mountains are actually called the Smokies since they're home to millions and millions of trees, bushes, and other plants. And so the collective vapor that they exhale create a blanket of fog above them that gives them their smoky
0: look. Oh, I did not realize that's what was causing that fog and smokiness. It's literally
1: the earth and the trees breathing and that's what's coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Really intense, right? Just to literally see the earth alive in some sort of way. Like you saw it, but you didn't know. Now you know, but it's really, really intense. And I've said this on a previous episode. I think it was more so when we were talking about another Eastern trip that Brittany and I had gone on when we went to Shenandoah National Park, which is in Virginia, which is again, very mountainous forested area. But I really love to see the forests of the East Coast versus the West Coast because they're just completely different. The mountains aren't as high as here on the West Coast, but our mountains here are like jagged granite peaks and then, you know, snow caps. So they're barren at the top. And here these are just mountains and they're just lush with like rolling rolling hills, rolling hills trees covering Mm -hmm. the entire landscape. And because the mountains aren't necessarily very high, a lot of the trees, they're not evergreens. They're actually leaved trees. So they will fall and wilt and have the color Mm -hmm. change. Whereas here, we don't have that. They're like pine trees. So really, really unique. If you're from the West Coast and never experienced forests in that type of capacity, really, really awesome. The Smokies are great. I loved it.
0: I also love the Smokies because, fuck them hard, it's a free national park. I love me a free national park.
1: Fuck them hard. Get yourself to the Smokies. Really, really cool.
0: I can't believe it. One of the most amazing national parks in the country, and it's free.
1: I think I know why, though, and we're going to touch upon this, is because there's so many towns that are within the area, more particularly like Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is going to be the main Mm -hmm. town within the Smokies, but it's on like a U.S. highway, so they can't really enforce an entrance fee because you could only get to the town and the city and this was here well before it was a national park you know from the 18 1700s even so that has a lot to do with it so thank you Gatlinburg because you're probably the only reason why the Smokies is free to get into.
0: I think that's part of the charmingness of this area is that it's a town carved into the middle of just trees and national park everywhere Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about some of the viewpoints that you can get and you can actually see it from above, just a town carved into the middle of forest.
1: So I'm really excited to get in this episode. Let's tease them, as we always do, with the tip. Tips first. Let's get those out of the way, and we'll dive right in.
2: Well, my favorite tip, as always, is to download the offline maps. Make sure you do that in advance. We actually drove from South Carolina to gatlinburg and so we drove the entire width of the national park from south to north and so we did need offline maps because we did lose cell reception and it was just nice to have it to get around
0: I drove from Nashville to Gatlinburg to this area and I did lose cell service and I did not have offline maps. So I had to use my old Christopher Columbus and navigate my way with signs.
1: Uh, and the signs? I thought you were going to say the stars.
0: <laughs> the stars and the signs. There yes. you go.
1: <laughs> when mom isn't here, I feel like I've heard you say a million times you never have the offline maps, Kim. So kept with the theme on that one.
0: Yep. You know, that's what you're going to have to do, but you don't want to do that.
1: Another good tip pack and dress in layers. You're going to wake up in the morning, it's going to be cold, you're in a mountain town. The evening is going to be just the same. When you're out in the forest itself, it's going to be warm, so you want to have those layers because the transitions are definitely real.
0: When you were there in May, it was cold in the mornings?
1: I felt like when we were in the forest, it was kind of having a little bit of chill, but when we woke up because we stayed in Gatlinburg, I mean, the highs that day was supposed to be like 85, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And it was actually, you know, quite warm. But in the forest in the morning, yeah, I would say it was definitely, uh, I don't want to say like cold, cold, but we started off with our jackets. That is for sure. And took them off at some point.
2: Okay. Another tip we have for you is to be bear aware. I believe I read a sign saying that there's about two bears per square mile of the park. And so you also really want to be just respectful of wildlife, not get too close, respect the distance and give them their space.
1: Yeah, definitely be bear aware, respect the wildlife. And with that theme, the last little tip here, pack out what you pack in. You're going to bring in food to snack on during your hikes or while you're exploring stuff. You know, don't be a litter bug. Respect the beautiful environment that you're in. Take it out with you.
0: Okay, where to stay in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. My favorite place since I went before, we ended up booking at the Crossroads Inn & Suites, and it was so amazing that you all booked there as well, right? Came
1: highly recommended by you, Kim, and we loved it just as well. I will say to some extent... I don't want to say the room was bad because it wasn't. We loved it. That's why we're recommending it. Slightly dated in the sense, but with the charm that goes with kind of the the mountain town area that we were in. So I liked it for that, but it's not like super, super modern. No,
0: it's not like a five-star hotel, but what it does have is a big-ass jacuzzi in the living room. Yep. Private jacuzzi. And you guys had a two-story one. I had a one-story, one-bedroom suite, and the jacuzzi was right next to the fireplace it was right next to the tv so we were just like posted up drinking wine in the jacuzzi next to the fire watching our favorite show it was fucking amazing and
1: if you go during the fall time like you did you know you're gonna have that cold chill you're gonna oh. want to warm up with the hot tub the fireplace it was so good so another reason why i do want to go back i do want to say i don't think every room at crossroad Inn actually has no. the tub so If you're going to be booking, make sure you book one that actually has the tub. So don't take a a bad tip and think every room has it and go and be disappointed. We don't want that for you guys.
0: And squad tip, bring yourself a bath bomb to put into the jacuzzi tub while you're there oh wow that would have been amazing
2: yes i got in the tub both nights it was very relaxing very spacious loved it so i had a great time
0: and now i'm like a big fan of jacuzzis in the room and everywhere i go i'm searching for one
2: that's something you would do definitely 100 <laughs> but we didn't go to gatlinburg for the bath bombs and the jacuzzi tubs. we went there to see the great scenic beauty of the smoky mountains and so we're gonna dive into some of the hikes that we did.
1: So for Brittany and I, again, this is the, a continuation of our south road trip that we had with Kim. You know, previous episodes, you heard us talking about Savannah, Charleston, Congaree National Park. Well, we dropped Kim off after Congaree, and Brittany and I, from that point, continued on here to Gatlinburg and the Great Smoky. So we, again, we missed this portion with you, Kim. You had been before, and so we drove from South Carolina And one of the first things that we did was actually go to Klingman's Dome. And Klingman's Dome is actually a really, really unique aspect. It is in the Great Smoky Mountains. Brittany did not tell me this. She said, we're gonna take a little hour detour to go out of the way for like a scenic overlook. She didn't tell me it was part of the park or anything like that. And I was kind of like irritated because I was like, God damn, it's a long drive. Freaking out. It was already a long drive as it is. I was at the start of developing a cold, wasn't feeling well after we had dropped you off so I was like I don't really want to do it then she finally said that well it's part of the national park and I really got like geared up for it but
2: before that he was like, so can you show me pictures of Klingman's Dome because I just really need to see what it actually looks like <laughs> to see if it's worth it
1: well, yeah, you didn't tell me it was part of the national park if I knew it was part of the National Park I would have been all about it so you didn't do a good job in telling but that's neither here nor there. Let's get to what Klingsman <laughs> Dome is. It's actually really fucking cool. Like I said, the Smoky Mountain straddles the state line between North Carolina and Tennessee. Klingman's Dome is literally right on the border of tennessee and north carolina the dome is an overlook point that gives you great 360 degree views of the smokies it's a dome tower that they've built right there on the state line on the appalachia trail for that matter so literally a beautiful overlook two places at once two great states north carolina tennessee giving you great views and lookouts 360 we did go kind of during golden hour and sunset so it was a little bit more beautiful than i think if we went during the day right because we didn't get to see it in fall like you did kim but during those sundown hours you really got like a just different coloration that comes naturally like in the sky from the sun setting but i feel like that resonated and translated onto the trees and the leaf colors and it was just so so beautiful
2: Klingman's Dome is the highest peak in Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It's 6,643 feet at the top of the dome. It's the highest point in Tennessee, and it's the third highest mountain east of the Mississippi.
1: And like I said, it really gives you those spectacular 360-degree views. I will say this. Basically, you get to a parking lot area, and then there is a steep half-mile hike to the top of it. It is a paved hike, but a steep hike. Nonetheless, half a mile, one way to get there. So do keep that in mind. Kim, did you go to Klingsman Dome when you were there?
0: We did not make it there.
1: Was it on your radar at least? No,
0: it wasn't actually.
1: Okay. Any particular reason why you just didn't do the research? I, I didn't think know it about was it?
0: out of the way since we were coming from Nashville. We only yeah. had one day, one night there. And so we had limited things that we could see and do. Sure. And we did a couple things that you did not do.
2: So on clear days, when you're at the top, you can see views up to 100 miles in the distance. Pretty crazy. And at the top, they have a lot of the boards where you can see what you're looking at. So we actually saw another peak called Mount leconte which is where we were going to be hiking the following day. So that was pretty cool to see. And then the temperature at the top is like 10 to 20 degrees Fahrenheit cooler than the surrounding like lower areas. So as we said in the tips, make sure you pack layers. It's going to be cooler up here for sure. I did trick Jamal a little bit because I was like, oh, we're going to a beautiful lookout. I didn't tell him that there was a half mile hike to get to the top. So really, it was a mile hike round trip. But when he got to the top and saw the beautiful views and the sunset he was like all right this is definitely worth
1: it well she deceived me number one but again I think she just didn't want to tell me because I was starting to feel really sick and I just want to throw this out here that cold really took it out of me and I was a trooper on this trip handling it with a cold so I feel like my experience in Great Smokies could have even been better if I wasn't feeling sick for that matter
2: and to get to Klingman's Dome, you have to go down a seven mile road leading to the tower and it's closed seasonally. So you can't go all year round. It closes in early December and then doesn't open again until like late March, early April. So when the weather conditions allow for it to reopen again. So just keep that in mind that you can only visit it in April through November.
1: I do want to say, so I know we're in the section here where we're talking to you guys about the hikes that we did. But again, this was our first day and experience in the Smokies, just the overlook here at Klingman's Dome, but basically from here we drove into Gatlinburg. So once you're down from the top of the mountain, you're literally driving the highway that's kind of like on the forest floor. It's just so lush, so green, and we got to see a little bit of that, you know, as we said we were there during golden hour kind of sunset. So the sun and natural light eventually went away and it became dark. So we're driving in the middle of like nothingness, darkness. The only lights are obviously like our headlights, and what I thought was like really really cool is then all of a sudden you're driving in the forest and then bam there's a big tree clearing and then in the middle of nowhere is Gatlinburg like and I thought that was so fucking cool like I'm in the middle of the forest I feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere and then all of a sudden here's a stoplight and a clearing and then there's the town so that was a really cool way to kind of get in there because I wasn't expecting that thought it was really awesome
2: Hey, squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling.
1: One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack.
0: We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C.
2: Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon-lime and tangerine with immune support.
1: It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy-free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Podcast at liquidiv.com.
0: Hey squaddies, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you.
1: We just launched several new international trip itineraries including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian Island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone.
2: These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you, so all you have to do is download, book, show up,
0: and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more.
1: Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today.
2: So on Wednesday, we woke up. Jamal was not feeling well at all. And that was the day I had planned to do a very specific hike called Alum Cave Bluffs to Myrtle Point. And actually on all trails, it lists it to Mount Le Conte. And I want to say that's kind of quite deceiving. But that's the hike I wanted to do. And the research I had done was stated that if you do one hike in the Great Smoky Mountains, this is the to-do hike. We always talk about if you go to the Grand Canyon, the South Kaibab Trails, the hike to do, this is the hike to do
0: in the smoke. You know what's funny, Brittany, in your research, the hike to do always happens to be the longest, hardest hike. Really? How does that happen?
2: Well, you know, you got to see it all. Right. So mm-hmm.
1: so I mean, the trail being as long as it was lends itself to be seen at all. But I don't think you said how long it is. It's 11.4 miles round trip from the Alum Cave Bluffs to Myrtle Point.
0: And what kind of difficulty?
2: So it said that it had an elevation gain of like 3,200 feet.
0: So <laughs> I-, I wish you could see my face right now. So you made that thing. I'd be faking sick too, Jamal.
1: (laughs) Well, I wasn't faking sick because of that. And (laughs) I mean, I guess that's Kim over 30, no doubt. It really
2: wasn't that bad. Like the elevation change was so gradual that it didn't feel like it was super strenuous. And I think that's one of the reasons why Jamal was able to make it. But he woke up and he was literally like, you're going to have to hike alone or pick a different hike. And I was gearing up to hike this alone, actually. It
1: goes to show she didn't want to spend time with me and...
2: Troop it out sick. and pick
1: another one. Well, yeah, but we're here in the Smokies <laughs> together and she's going to go do the hike selfishly that she wants to do alone and not pick something that we can do together. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> I got up, I trooped it out. I did feel better when I was up versus kind of laying down. You know, you, when you that wake happens. up, when you're sick, you're kind of like congested. I still had that and was congested. But let me tell you something, even being sick, the hardest part was that it was just difficult for me to breathe and so you're hiking. So you had COVID? No, I did not have COVID. <laughs> I mean, I'm stuffed up. It's difficult to breathe. You know what I mean? So anyway, it was definitely <laughs> a lot easier to do than I really, really thought Basically, the first portion of it, like I would say a mile and a half, two miles, is actually flat in the forest floor. And then you start the incline, but the incline is relatively gradual. It's not too bad. You know, a lot of times when you do hikes, they'll have like big steps that you have to take that they carve out. This was just a nice, honest, steady incline. So it made it a lot more doable. And then once you get to the top point, uh, when you get to the Camp Le Conte, that they have up there this lodge and that's where they say really should be the ending point but you shouldn't doesn't give you good views you need to continue another like 0.7 miles on to myrtle point then you know it gets a little bit more inclined but relatively flat in those areas so i would say definitely doable. If you have like moderate stamina, you can do this. I don't think it's that strenuous.
2: Yeah. And there was so much beauty to this hike. Like Jamal said, the first mile, mile and a half, it was pretty flat. It was going alongside of a creek. So you had really nice views of that. And then we got to Arch Rock, which is one of the trail's prominent landmarks. And so the arch has like really cool geological features and you go across a wooden bridge and then you go into like the cave and there's a whole bunch of steps carved out to it so that was really cool to see seeing that natural arch with the stairs and then it has a really good vantage point for photos so that's a squad tip
1: i really did like how on this trail you're right i forgot about that all the little natural wooden bridges that they built from the carved out logs how you had to go over it, cross the creeks and everything like that but no doubt the view at the end of myrtle point was Obviously, just a general highlight to go see it from the top. But the main highlight is, as we mentioned earlier, two black bears per square mile. Well, guess what? Brittany and I happened to come across three three black bears all together. We saw on our way up a mama bear and her two cubs. The mama was just kind of like relaxing at the base of a tree while her cubs were sleeping in the tree. How
0: far away were you? Uh,
1: We were about 20 feet away. They and, were 20 feet off the trail, just chilling right there. And
0: okay, so you saw them to the side of the trail. You didn't like walk up on them.
1: Oh no, because the tr- we were on the trail, and then they were at a lower portion. Like literally, it's a cliff's edge, if you will. Not like a steep cliff, but I mean, you're gonna go down, right? But they were really, really close to us. Wow, were you scared?
2: No, we weren't scared because we heard someone say that there is a mama bear and two cubs. And so then when we were approaching, there was a couple looking at them and they were like giving us signals that there was a bear there. And so it was actually really hard to even find them at first. So you had to look really hard. But then once we saw them, the mama bear is like slumped over her head's just on a log. She's Aww. sleeping. And so were the baby bears in the trees. What you could see was their little ears flickering.
1: So that was... It was really hard. Yeah. Like, honestly, if the person hadn't told us and the other people weren't there watching it, we could have easily past them without even knowing that they were there because the cubs you really couldn't see they were in like a dead tree and just the way the sun was they were kind of like washed out you could really only see their shadows and again they were napping so not very much movement but when you saw the mama you could actually tell like oh shit this is a bear here's something big and furry but if you're not really looking for it (laughs) you would have missed it so we watched them for like a little bit of time I mean obviously you're seeing bear sightings the smoky mountains are known for the bears you want to spend time watching it but there was very very minimal activity so at that point we continued on to the top and made it to Myrtle Point but I do want to talk about LaCante Conte Lodge a little bit we obviously passed it because it's the main focal point in that area it is a lodge where hikers can go up and actually spend the night they have food service and things up there but it's very very rustic so I don't want to say like it's a hotel but you do have to make reservations it's eat- more of
2: like a primitive lodge so they don't provide much but you can stay there in the cabins and you do have to make reservations months in advance as well
1: Right. So the viewpoint from there wasn't great. And again, continued on the point seven to Myrtle point. And you know, you're at another summit seeing these beautiful mountains and just the colors of the trees so lush, so green. And I don't want to compare it again to like Klingsman's Dome, but just really good payoff at the very, very end of it. But the whole hike in general takes you through a lot of unique landscapes within the Smokies that makes it probably that to do hike because you're going to see it all along the way
2: yeah and I had downloaded all trails I have like the membership so you can see where you are on the trail and it listed this trail as alum caves to Mount LeCante. and so when we got to Mount Laconte, we're like well there's not really the views there was a bathroom there so that was great but then Jamal saw that we have to go another 0.7 to Myrtle Point and at that point he was like I don't know if I want to do it and I'm like But we don't really see any views. So I am really thankful that he...
1: I trooped it out. Trooped
2: it out, made it there. But can't forget this. So we decided that because we were
0: previously in South Carolina, we had picked up some public sandwiches to go for our hike. I've heard about a freakout with the public sandwiches, and I'm dying to know what happened. Well, I
1: forgot what it was. I think when we were in that Congaree episode, Brittany teased it, and now that uh, she's about to talk (laughs) about it, it's ringing a bell. It's honestly ringing a bell. So you
0: agree it was a freakout?
1: No, but I know exactly what she's going to say. It's okay.
2: So we drove, you know, (laughs) from South Carolina, essentially, to
0: Gatlinburg. You were adamant about getting the sandwiches there.
1: Yeah, so basically, we picked up Publix with you. If you remember in the Congaree episode, you still weren't necessarily too impressed. But Brittany and I picked up a Publix sandwich to eat after Congaree. And then we each got a sandwich because we knew we were going to be doing an 11-mile hike each. So we put it in our collapsible cooler, cooler but I didn't necessarily want to get it there I wanted to find a Publix that was closer to Gatlinburg that way it's not sitting as long and it's more fresh we ended up getting it same time that we got it uh with you so they were sitting there a little bit longer took very good care to make sure that it stayed on the top so that it wouldn't get wet
2: and it got wet still. Like, yeah. in our bag, there was definitely water when we got to our hotel at Crosswell Roads Inn and in Suites. And so, as we're unpacking it, the sandwiches, Jamal's like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. He's like, we're going to have to throw these in the trash. We're going to have to throw them in the trash. And so, I unwrapped them. And I patted them and then I actually ended up wrapping them in Kleenex
0: and you use the air dryer on them.
1: (laughs) Well, I really thought to myself, shit, should we get the blow dryer and like (laughs) put it on it? But we did not. Now it was like maybe one third of the sandwich, like bottom side that was wet. One side stayed, you know, like dry on it. But I thought to myself, well, shit, this is soaking through. It's doing this. It's doing that. I was kind of already like frustrated because Brittany deceived me about the half mile hike because I wasn't starting to feel good at Klingsman's Dome. And so mm-hmm. all that kind of like played into it. Would I call it a freak out? No, am I disappointed because <laughs> we had no food for an 11 mile hike and I thought the sandwiches were ruined? Sure.
2: You had a little
1: freak.
2: <laughs> But I saved the day. Brittany I wrap... salvaged
1: the fuck out of them.
2: Yeah, I salvaged the fuck fuck out of those sandwiches and i wrapped them so good i wrapped them actually like once that night and then in the morning i rewrapped them and it soaked up some of that moisture my bread was still pretty crunchy the next day i was very pleased with the job that i did
1: so we had our public sandwiches it was definitely saved and we ate them at myrtle point just again overlooking the beautiful scenery of the great smokies But another point of highlight on this hike, and we have so much to talk about it because hello, it was fucking close to 12 miles on it. (laughs) Coming back down, I make the comment to Brittany, you know, do you think the bears are still going to be there? And she said, yes. And I said, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, I know bears to some extent are, you know, if they're not foraging for food, they are lazy animals. They like to just kind of sit and chill and do this and that. But I was like, they've had to move on by now. It's been like three hours. They can't still just be napping. And sure enough, you know, we cross some people as we know, we're kind of getting close to that point. And Brittany asks them, have you guys seen any bears? And then they say, oh, yeah, just like around the corner. And then they start telling us it's a mom and her comes like, oh, no. No, we already saw them like, but you saw the same ones are still there. Yes, they were. And we're like, fuck, yeah, we got to watch them again. And this was a major highlight.
0: You should always tell fellow hikers about the animals you see. That's like hiking etiquette right there. Of course,
1: you have to. You have to.
0: So
2: we get back to where the bears are, and they're a little bit more active because it's later in the day. Mama bear is no longer has her head on a log. She is up. She is active. Baby bears are in the tree. They're also active. You can actually hear them whining for mama.
1: And the mama bear started to get active because a good group of people started to really kind of like watch her. So we're still of debate, like, did she, and we haven't said what she did yet, did they get up and leave and do what they did because there was too many people around? But she started like looking at all of us and not in an aggressive way. And I know you ask him, are you scared or were we scared? And I've said in previous episodes, like, black bears don't scare me. Now, a bear and her cubs, regardless, black bear or grizzly bear, because grizzly bears, I wouldn't want to be anywhere, like, close to a mama and her cubs because they'll fuck with you. Black bears possibly. It's like, "Eh, no, you know, like, we're fine. But I think she was ready to get them out because there was too many people there for her liking at that point.
2: So you could hear the babies whining. And so mama bear decides to climb up the tree, which was super cool to watch. You can hear her, like, grunting to get up the tree. she climbs up. She like kind of nuzzles with her her babies. She climbs down the tree, and then one by one, each baby like came scooting down, and it Aww. was literally the cutest thing to watch that ever.
0: That is so cute.
1: And like these are like literally like baby cubs. I mean, they were just born this year. You know, they're like little freshies coming out of winter in the den and everything like that. So it was really really awesome. But you know, we've seen bear sightings together as a squad in Yellowstone and Grand Tetons. You know the grizzlies, they were just kind of like eating and foraging along the side of the road. But this was a really cool like interaction. I've never seen like one, a mama bear and her cubs, but to climb up in the tree to go get them, have the cubs come down. It was a really, really awesome experience. And we spent a good bit more time just like obviously chilling and watching that. I mean, that was clearly the highlight of the trip and of the Smokies was seeing that.
2: Yeah, there was actually a group that got there before us and they were kind of loud and I I was actually a little disappointed in like their behavior because I felt like that's when Mama Bear got a little bit more active as well. Like what were they doing?
1: They were kind of like whistling at it, trying to get its attention to look because again, earlier, and I can't attest to what she was doing before we got there on our way back down, but on the way up, they weren't doing anything at all. But as we were getting close to them, we clearly heard them kind of try to grab her attention in some sort of way, which that is already fucked up in general let the wildlife be like why would you be hollering at it you should only holler at it if it's like coming to you and trying to be aggressive you know not to get its attention so
2: but really cool experience I'm so glad that this trail paid off for us it definitely was the trail to do even though it was probably the longest trail but Myrtle Point had beautiful views Kim I know you said you saw it in fall but in May it was so beautiful super green super lush every Everywhere you look trees everywhere kind of those rolling hills we were actually able to see what we think was Klingman's dome from myrtle point which was really cool and you know sometimes when you're at the top of a hike you can look down and see like oh that's where we parked that's where our car is this is how far we've come we couldn't even see the highway that runs through the park and like where our car would be Such it was just
1: dense foliage
2: yeah it was just so dense in the forest that you you can't see like all you see is trees super beautiful that
0: is so cool I love this park
2: me too so that was the hike that we did but I know Kim you did some hiking while you were here as well
0: I just did one hike actually and like I said we were coming from Nashville so it was a long drive we got in I want to say later in the afternoon maybe around three-ish or so and we did Laurel Falls Trail this is not a 12 miles. This is a 2.6 mile out and back trail. Well,
1: Kim did this after 30. You know, I, I gotta rub that in, right? It is after 30, so we chose the short one. Mm-hmm. But I think it was yeah. a timing issue too also. It,
0: timing issue, yes. And this is one of the most popular trails in the park. So if you were to do this earlier in the day, it would probably be very busy. We actually saw a lot of people coming down, not a lot of people going up at the time that we did. So you get that 1.3 miles to Laurel Falls and you see it. It's beautiful. You cross over this beautiful bridge you can keep going the trail keeps going up there's switchbacks as it's climbing we wanted to find a spot to sit down and just you know like have a drink and just enjoy the views because it was starting to be dusk There's gorgeous fall trees everywhere. The views were amazing. That like haze of the smoky mountains was coming out. It was really pretty. There really wasn't anywhere like specific you could sit past the falls. So we did find a little spot and we sat down for a while. And by the time we hiked out and got back to the car, it was dark. And I think that time of day for hiking brings a totally different charm than an early morning or a midday hike. It's more private. Mm -hmm. It's just got this different look to it, this different feel to it. I recommend dusk time
1: hikes. Well, so let me ask you a question. That hike in general just sounds amazing and the fact that you did it at night, but you were there in fall. And at night. So what was the weather situation temperature wise when you did that? It
0: was pretty cold. It wasn't too cold. Like I started with gloves and ended up taking them off because you're gaining elevation. So you're getting Mm -hmm. a little warm. But I had a warm jacket on. I had a beanie on. I had boots on. And I was fine with just that. I was also there mid-November. So if you went any later, probably would have been much colder. Mid-November is a good time. You kind of get the coolness, but you also, when it is sunny during the day, it's not bad at all.
2: Yeah, you know, I did see that hike. We just unfortunately didn't have the time to do it. I also had some backup hikes in the event that Jamal refused to do the 11-mile hike. So one backup hike that I saw was the Charles Bunyan via the Appalachian Trail. That one was about 8.6 miles. Look
1: at her backup hike (laughs) from 11 to 8 miles. What a joke. This hike, when you read it, is very, very intriguing and would be a good one. But I love how that's a backup hike. It was let, a backup me, hike. let me shave three miles off and it's still <laughs> over five, and let me put it at 8.6 miles.
2: And then my last <laughs> choice was called the Chimney Tops Trail. That one was only 3.6 miles. This would be perfect for Kim over 30.
0: You could have combined that one with the Laurel Falls Trail. Oh, that's cool
1: that okay. would be a good one to do and combine them i honestly like i would love to go back as we were talking about spend more time yes. here do a lot of these other hikes obviously Be here when I'm not sick and do a lot of these trails that aren't 11.6 miles. Not that I don't mind a big hike, but you know, when you do the big hikes, it really takes up a majority of your day when there's lots of very scenic ones that are shorter ones. And you're right, put multiple in the day and kind of, you know, do that, spread it out, get back into town, maybe do one in the morning, do one in the evening and just really make kind of a, a whole day of it. I remember when we were driving the first day from Klingman's Dome and again, you know, it was sunset, but you know, when the sun sets, light is still up. But there's overlook areas even along the major highway that where there's a mountain clearing that faces west in the perfect way for you to actually see the sunset. I don't remember what those lookout points were, but even doing something like that would be really cool within mm-hmm. the park.
0: The reason why I didn't do a whole lot of hiking on this trip was because in Gatlinburg, there's actually a lot of stuff to do. So we had a choice to do a couple more hikes that we were looking at or do a couple of the things in Gatlinburg and in the caverns that also looked really cool. And since Louis's never been in a cavern, we went with the caverns. So a couple of things that I did, and I don't know if you guys did any of these, but let me know if you did. The first one was the... Gatlinburg Skylift.
1: It was on our radar, came highly recommended by you. We wanted to go up. It looks really awesome to do, but I think like the fire pits or like the restaurant and thing that they have up there was actually closed. So you would just go up and it'd be kind of an overlook. And since I wasn't feeling too well, I was just like, eh. But if they had the fire pits open in the restaurant area, like I think we would have been sold at that time.
0: Oh, that's such a bummer. And that's another reason you should go in the fall because the fire pits up there With a drink and just the views, it is like a place you'll want to spend hours. So the Skylift, you take some chairs up. It is a ticketed... Experience So it's about 32 bucks a ticket when we went. You take these chairs up, you go up like 1,800 feet to get up to the Skylift Park. There is this cable bridge that's all enclosed. And during this time that we went in November, they were starting to put up holiday lights. So the whole thing is like a tunnel of Christmas lights. It's really, really cool. They have the fire pits, restaurants, bars up there. And so you can literally just chill in some chairs and look at these gorgeous views of the fall trees, this tiny town car. Carved out in the middle of all of this nature, like I would have spent all day up there if I had it. And that's why I really wish we had more than the time that we did have in Gatlinburg. Like I want to spend a whole week there.
1: And something really cool. I mean, you said you could have spent all day up there. What's really cool is these tickets are good for 24 hours from once you buy it. So you can actually buy it go up and then the next day before your 24 hours is up or maybe even twice in the day, go up again and utilize it. So it's really cool in that respect.
0: And during that time, you'll want to go during the day and at night because if you do want to see the Christmas lights and everything Mm -hmm. at night, that's really cool. But then you do want to see it during the day with the fall colors and get the views of the town. I highly recommend that. Sorry, you weren't feeling well because that's pretty
1: cool. Well, it it was that, but I really think the major decision was, I mean, it's 32 bucks a person. Again, not necessarily the end of the world for the views, but I do really think when Brittany and I found out like, well, we can't really get a drink or utilize the fire pits up there because they were doing renovation or fixing something up. Like we're like, I don't think it'll be worth it to just kind of like look because we had an overlooked view already at two different points. Granted, it would be more unique to see down into Gatlinburg, but that was more so the deciding factor for us.
0: The other thing I wish that we would have planned to fly out of maybe like Knoxville Mm -hmm. because it's a long drive back to Nashville and we knew we had to get back for a flight home. So on the way back, there are these Tuckalichi Caverns in Townsend, Tennessee. We passed them when we were coming in and we looked it up. It looked really cool. It's only 22 bucks a ticket and Louie's never seen caves and caves are really cool. Like, they're just a wonder of the world. And you it's right below you. I love caves. They're so cool. And this one was really, really cool. It's got a ton of stalagmites, stalactites. It's a guided tour. And the guide that we got was really funny. He was like cracking jokes the whole time. It's about like 1.25 miles. And you go one way, you see all this beautiful stuff, you go to the end of it and you sit down, he turns the lights off. And then he turns them back on. And he's over here by this person and then <laughs> so he's like playing with you too and telling jokes and it's really funny and then he we go back the way we came and then hit the other side of the big room. And there's this huge underground waterfall inside the cave. That's really cool. That sounds amazing. I would love to see that. It was really, really cool. I'm really glad that we did it. We had to choose between more hiking and that. And I don't regret the decision, but I would have loved to do more
1: hikes. Well, how far is this outside of Gatlinburg? I know you said this was back on your way to Nashville, but in terms of distance from Gatlinburg, do you remember?
0: It wasn't that far, but too far to go back. Maybe an hour.
1: Not too bad. So if you're going in that general direction, it's worth doing it. Or if you're coming in in that area, go check it out. I
0: would definitely recommend it. And they do guided tours like every hour on the hour.
1: That sounds really, really cool. And, you know, one of the most unique things about the Smokies, I mean, we're talking just about how beautiful the nature and the mountains are and everything like that. But what I really think adds to the entire ambiance is what Gatlinburg is. And right by Gatlinburg is another city, Pigeon Forge, very famous mountain towns, smoky mountain towns, but Gatlinburg is not what I had expected. I know you went and you said it had like this charm to it um, and you compared it to Hot Springs, Arkansas, because mm-hmm. we all really loved Hot did Springs. Did you
0: think that it had that vibe?
1: I did not actually, what? as a matter no, of fact. Didn't? I, I, I didn't dislike it, but what I find to be about Gatlinburg is I thought it was going to be like a quaint mountain town. It's very, very touristy, but that's- well. Wh-
0: so is. Arkansas. Yeah,
1: but it's a little bit more classed up. And what I mean by that is that, again, the Smoky Mountains, I think it is the most visited national park, is it not? Or maybe like one of the top five? Yes. For sure. But that's because so many families come. Mm-hmm. It's a free park. It's in the middle of the country in the sense that, you know, like highways running through. It's free. It's the gateway so, to the Smokies. So you have the nature and this town. So it's very touristy. They have a lot of like Ripley's Believe It or Not museums. The yeah, Ripley's like aquarium. And I would have you, liked
0: to actually do some yeah. of that touristy yeah, stuff. Yeah, no,
1: no. And I, I didn't hate it. Believe me. I think it makes it unique and fun. But did I think it had an elegant tour? charm that when you described it potentially as hot springs, I didn't think it had. Well,
0: you weren't feeling good, so how much did you really explore?
1: We actually did a good bit of walking in the sense that from our hotel the morning that we were actually leaving, which is, you know, on the complete opposite side of the town because Gatlinburg, really, the area you're going to see is one big Mm -hmm. main stretch of the highway, but, you know, integrated with stoplights and everything like that. It's at the very end. We walked all the way to, what's it called for breakfast? Ruby Sunshine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's at the very beginning of the city on coming in on the highway too, on the complete opposite side. So we got to see all the mom and pop shops that have like the sweets, the pralines, the caramel apples, all the tourist attractions, the mini golf. They have two sky lifts. I mean, you talked about specifically mm-hmm. the... Uh I don't know if it's just called Skylift, but there's two on... I actually think there's three. There's three, but... Yeah, there was
0: one you could go up and go to a restaurant up there, and we really wanted to go up there, but I think it was about to close for dinner, and that's why we did not Yeah,
1: and then I saw another one that wasn't like a Skylift, like the ski chairs, but it was something that lifted you up in a machine that took you to play mini golf at the top of the hill. Oh, that's cool. And then you told us about this, like the little bobsled roller coaster toboggan thing, like through there, so... It's geared up for like families, families. with mom and pop, but. I don't say that in a bad way. One, it's just not what I expected, but I think that's what makes it unique. You have this kind of conglomerate of a city geared towards tourism, yet small and quaint, and then the nature around. So it made it really cool. I loved it, actually. But that's not what I expected of Gatlinburg.
2: Yeah, Jamal actually said later, and I know, Kim, you haven't been to Ocean City, Maryland. He said, this is like a mountain town Ocean City, Maryland with like the mini golf and like the tourist attractions and all of that. And we actually met another couple who were from Maryland. And when Jamal said that to him, he goes, that's exactly what I said. Like he completely agreed with Jamal. So we think it was a little bit bigger than Hot Springs. And I can see where you Mm -hmm. see some of that charm. And I loved it. Like I would definitely spend a week in Gatlinburg or the surrounding area. I want to do that roller coaster through the forest.
1: I think it would be really, really fun. Another thing about Gatlinburg that we have to mention is there is no street parking whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's parking lots and they range from 10 to $20. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be going around, like I wouldn't recommend really like taking your car anywhere you really have to invest in just kind of really walking you know i think there's about 12 stoplights throughout the town the stoplights funny enough are actually labeled with numbers because if you're going to a certain spot like they have the brochures in the town they'll tell you oh at stoplight eight you know there's this at stoplight four there's that so not very far it is walkable but not like everything compact, so, so close. Definitely doable, but the parking, I think, is for just people driving through who want to stop. But uh, if you're staying there, don't do it because you'll pay Mm -hmm. a lot for parking.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're staying in Gatlinburg and your hotel is somewhat close, just keep your car at the hotel and then walk the town
1: but I also did mention Pigeon Forge. It's a little bit outside of Gatlinburg. And again, another thing that's so unique, you're in the Smokies, you're in the mountains. I told you, you come through that stoplight and all of a sudden there's a clearing and then there's Gatlinburg. Well, when you get to the opposite side of Gatlinburg, you're back in the thick forested area of the Smokies and the mountains and trees. And then, oh, here's another clearing and there's Pigeon Forge about 10 minutes away. Did you go to Pigeon Forge or anything like that? Well, it's home to the famous Dollywood, Dolly Parton. She has her amusement park out there. I wanted to go. We didn't have enough time. So another reason why I do want to go back. But I enjoyed Pigeon Forge more because we went out there to go to dinner one night and we'll talk about that restaurant. But I thought Pigeon Forge had a little bit more if you want to say charm, that I would equate more to hot springs. But again, not disappointed with Gatlinburg, just not what I expected. But I like Pigeon Forge more for adult oriented stuff.
2: So I kept asking Jamal because he was not feeling well. What do you want for dinner? And he was like soup. And of course, you know, in these parts, there's no ramen. There's no pho. There's like no <laughs> soups. I was even looking at like in Gatlinburg, they have like a TGI Friday. And I was looking at like what soup options they have?
1: Probably broccoli cheddar, or potato chowder, or something like that. Nothing that'll really be like soothing, right?
2: Right. So then, in Pigeon Forge. I found a restaurant called The Old Mill Restaurant. And what sold Jamal on this was they had a chicken pot pie. And I was like, well, that's like homey, comforty, like soupy. So maybe he'll want that. We went there and it did not disappoint. One, the Old Mill Restaurant and the Old Mill is very historic. It was used during the Civil War. In that restaurant, they actually used to sew uniforms for the Union,
1: and Tennessee was a Confederate state, and so in the attic of that restaurant, they were actually allies, but they were just in a Confederate state, so they used it to support the Union at that point in time. Also,
2: Old Mill is listed on the Tennessee Civil War Trail, but everything at the restaurant was so good; everything costs about twenty to twenty-two dollars, and then when you order your entree, you get corn chowder soup corn fritters bread mashed potatoes and green beans and then you pick your entree so jamal got the chicken pot pie along with all of that and i got southern fried chicken Mm.
1: but they have all sorts of southern food like chicken and dumplings dumplings. and everything else that you can imagine like really really good southern cuisine here at the old mill and a historic building loved it
2: and it included dessert for that price too Oh my god what was the price again 20 to 22 dollars Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we I, we got banana pudding.
2: Ooh. Uh, Brittany
1: wanted to get, it was a raspberry or blackberry, blackberry cobbler. And we were just so full and they were like, well, do you want the dessert to go? And then we're like, yeah. And I knew I wanted to get the banana pudding, you know, something a little bit more Southern Brittany wanted the cobbler and she asked our waitress, like, do you think the cobbler will be good to go? And she says, well, we serve it with like ice cream on top. So the ice cream is not gonna sit and it's better, like obviously like when it's hot and warm. And so Brittany ended up getting it too, but they had a good repertoire of like four or five desserts that were included that you could choose from. And
2: service was so fast. Like immediately got your drinks, got you refills, brought out the bread, brought out the soup. Oh, it even included a salad, too. Oh, my God.
1: Expect a wait, though.
2: Yeah, there's definitely a wait. But like when you're actually in the restaurant, it's not one where you're like lagging and waiting for the food to come. Like they were on point. They had their service down to a science.
1: So if you are going to be in the Great Smoky Mountains, whether you're staying in Pigeon Forge or even in Gatlinburg, I would highly recommend coming out here specifically to the old mill. The mill itself is famous, but it created a community around it, you know, in the 1800s. So around it, they have like different shops of sweets and things like that. But what's really famous is they have the old forge distillery right next door where they actually make moonshine. And guess what, Kim? Free moonshine samples, all you can drink.
0: Did you go? Oh, Oh, fuck yeah, yeah.
1: we went in there. Oh, yeah. Not
0: feeling too bad for that. I mean, I
1: (laughs) only had a couple. If I was feeling better, believe me, I would have drank more. Brittany had more samples than me. And when does Brittany usually drink more than Jamal? Not very often. (laughs) But uh, I was proud of Brittany number one. But they had all sorts of different flavors. Like their original, they had like an oatmeal cookie, which was like their most popular flavor. Really good. Like a coffee flavored one. All sorts of different things. And then they would take two different flavors that they had mix them together because they're good combinations. So even going to the Old Forge Distillery, I mean, moonshine is something that's very unique to Tennessee and the Smokies. And that tradition is still alive and well. And you could get samples out there. And I would recommend doing that.
2: When we went to the tasting counter, she handed us probably about 10 tasting cups each. So she was like ready to serve us whatever we wanted. And they had all of their flavors out. I mean, they had apple pie, peach, elderberry, coffee flavor, blackberry. They even had a a banana Foster's one. Mm. My favorite was definitely the oatmeal cookie. She said that was like their second biggest seller. Coffee was their number one
0: seller. Nice. We actually did do a little wine tasting at one of the little shops in Gatlinburg.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: Similar kind of situation. As many tastings as you want. The wine there is very sweet, but it was good. We actually bought a bottle and had it in the hot tub in the hotel. There you go.
1: Yeah, and see, maybe, and again, we did explore and walk, but if we came across some of those more adult-oriented places in Gatlinburg, I could see how you made that jump to Hot Springs because we did the wine tasting in Hot Springs, walking the city. Yeah, 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 exactly. Very nice.
0: I ate at a really good dinner place in Gatlinburg when I was there because we got in kind of later. We did that afternoon dusk hike, a lot of the places were closed for dinner. And it was November. So I mean, I guess I get it. It was like it was a Sunday night. Also, I will say that. But we're looking for dinner around nine o'clock. And There weren't many options, but I am really glad that we went into Howard's restaurant because the food was amazing. didn't really look like much, but the service was really good. We got ribs and mac and cheese. The mac and cheese was so good. It was fresh, delicious. We got tiramisu for dessert. I highly recommend this place. I wish I could have remembered the name of it when you guys went because... It was worth going to.
1: Well, a place that you did remember the name was Ruby Sunshine, which is a breakfast joint, Southern cuisine. And Brittany and I did take your recommendation and go there. We thought it was really, really good. I got some biscuits and gravy. Biscuits
0: and gravy was amazing. Brittany
1: got a Bayou Shrimp Benedict or Benny, whatever you want to really call it. And that was unique because they served it on biscuits. But I did tell you this, you know, off air, but don't I'll don't even say I'll it. I'll say it for the listeners. They got to know. No. They got gotta know the biscuits weren't as soft as they could you have, must have been had a, a, a bad day. i know and I said, my
0: biscuits were amazing and i said
1: that to you i said we probably went on an off day because my <laughs> biscuits weren't as soft if they were soft i would have given it a 10 out of 10 with the biscuits not being it soft i would just give it a seven
0: whoa yeah. Well, the biscuits you were, knock it three
1: i the biscuits softness is important
0: i um, gave it a 10 i had great biscuits the service was amazing i would
1: go back there again don't get me wrong like at seven is not a bad score but just because like of that, I'm giving it. And uh, it is what it is. But I would still go there. That's why we're recommending it. Really good Southern cuisine. The first night coming in for dinner, you know, you had just, as we mentioned earlier, left us that day when you were done at Congaree and had flown out of Columbia. And Brittany was like, I'm ready for seafood. Kim's gone. And you would think in the middle of Gatlinburg, <laughs> Tennessee, who wants to like their yeah. seafood? They have it. It was really good. We went to Crawdaddy's restaurant and oyster bar. We ended up getting a shrimp boil where they boil the shrimp in the bag with like the old bay seasoning and all this good stuff. We ended up getting a soup salad combo, but the soup was like a seafood gumbo. Oh, it was super. uh Delicious. So we really, really did enjoy that. So if you like seafood, you know, Crawdaddy's in Gatlinburg was really good also but I would say hop from both Gatlinburg to Pigeon Forge and again closing out this episode that's one of the most unique things about it is that there's two really cool cities in in the midst of this nature. And so you get the best of both worlds in that sense. Really good food, good charm, atmosphere, and then the beauty of the nature that is the Smokies.
0: I absolutely love the Great Smoky Mountains and I cannot wait to go back. Yeah, I literally cannot wait to go back. I feel like you can easily
2: spend a week in Great Smoky Mountains and the surrounding area, exploring the towns, doing more hikes, just relaxing by fire pits and just enjoying the fall foliage. So I really am excited to, to go back in fall.
0: All right, we have one question of the week. Okay, this question coming in is saying, I've heard you mention your hack for getting upgraded for free on an airline. What is that hack?
1: Well, that's a really good question. I'm glad you're actually listening, but at the same time, I won't lie to you. We cannot give that to you over the air. We love, 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 love hearing written review feedback from you. And we've said, if you give us a five-star written review, screenshot it, send it to us, We will tell you what that hack is and respond to you. It is so precious that we can't just give it out because if everybody knows it, then, you know, people probably won't do the upgrade because then everybody would be doing it at the same time.
0: It is an amazing hack. It will guarantee you always get some kind of an upgrade, whether that's a seat upgrade, a service upgrade. It works every single time. Or on a domestic
1: flight, free booze or anything like that. And ideally, you know, like, and we mentioned this before when we did our Lebanon 2020 right before COVID in January right there we did this hack the flight attendant, and it just so you know this, here's a travel piece of info for you. The person who's called the purser is the head flight attendant. They came to us on the plane and said, If we actually had any more space in business class, we'd be putting you in business class right now. They just didn't have space on that one to actually do it. But that's how good the tip is. They ended up bringing us etched glassware from business class, the first class sleeping kits, and everything like that. So you will get treated like a rock star, even if for whatever reason the flight's full and there's Nowhere to actually put you. So give us that five star written review, send it to us. We will go ahead and tell it to you. And any five star review you give helps us actually rank positively because our goal is to be the best travel podcast out there for you guys. And those reviews help us reach new listeners so that we can achieve that goal.
0: All right, Squatties, thank you so much for listening to our Great Smoky Mountains National Park episode. Hope we inspired you to go on your own trip here. Keep the adventures going with us by following us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast and send us in your questions for next week's episode.
1: If you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just played funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that you know would enjoy it too. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes.
2: And stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye, -bye,
2: Squatties.